Pastor Lau and Pastor Dala Haperset would like to welcome you to the following message from New Hope International Church in Seattle, Washington. Here is Pastor Lau's anointed teaching that will change your life with love, hope, and peace in Jesus Christ. And now, Pastor Lau. I'm so thirsty. Father, we thank you so much, Lord, for teaching us your word. We value your word, Lord. Your word is more sweeter than honey, more precious than gold. And we believe, Lord, your word shall renew our mind, open our spiritual eyes and the ears of our heart to see and to know and to understand what you want to say to us, Lord. We don't want to miss anything. That you have prepared for us, we thank you so much, Lord, that you are preparing us for the future. What we are doing right now is not just for today, but for the great future. That you prepare us for the great revival, for the great awakening, for the victory to come. Therefore, we surrender to you today, and may your Holy Spirit help us, give us understanding and utterance. And we believe, Lord, what I preached right now will be the great food and benefit to your people. Thank you, Father, in the wonderful name, the name that is above all names. His name is Jesus Christ, Jehovah, the Messiah, Jehovah Hamashiach. In Jesus' name, Amen. Amen. I would like to continue to talk about joy, rejoice always, about faith, about hope. There's a connection between faith, hope, joy, and peace. In order to have joy, we need to have faith and hope. And today and next many sessions, I would like to talk about the victory in the future, joy in the victory in the future. The Bible used the word this way: the joy. That has set before us, which means the joy of seeing victory in front of us in the future. So I'm going to read many scripture and show you what we can enter into that joy of seeing victory in the future. We may be in one chapter of our life now, but the chapter is not over. The next chapter we will see victory. The next chapter. Amen. So life is going on, and we're going to see the future victory. First Peter chapter one verses three to eight. Blessed be the God and Father of our Lord Jesus Christ, who, according to His abundant mercy, has begotten us again to a living hope. Hope is not dead. Hope is alive. Through the resurrection of Jesus Christ from the dead, when we look at the resurrection of Jesus Christ, we have a living hope that the victory will come. Jesus, at the time he died on the cross, it looked hopeless, but by faith, he has joy set before him. He knew that in the future he would be raised from the dead. And to an inheritance incorruptible and undefiled, and that does not fade away, reserved in heaven for you, who are kept by the power of God. I like the power of God; keeps us to stay in faith. 
true faith for salvation ready to be revealed in the last time. In this, you greatly rejoice. Everyone say, greatly rejoice. Though now for a little while, for a little while, for a moment, if need be, you have been grieved by various trials, that the genuineness of your faith, being much more precious than gold, that perishes, though it is tested by fire, may be found to praise, honor, and glory at the revelation, mean at the second coming of Jesus Christ. Whom having not seen, you love. Though now you do not see him, yet believing, you rejoice. Again, you see the connection between hope, faith, believing, and rejoice with joy, inexpressible, and full of glory. The Apostle Peter was writing this letter to the early church Christians, and he talked about their greatly joy, their great joy. There is joy. There is a little joy. There is more joy. <laughs> there is also much more joy. <laughs> and there is a great joy. <laughs> Jump up and down and sing and dance and leaping with joy. Here, Apostle Peter talk about greatly rejoice. Can I see the greatly rejoice in this room? <laughs> Hallelujah. They greatly rejoice. They shout out loud. They jump and they leap and they dance and they spin around because they greatly rejoice. And in this part of the Bible, we read that they greatly rejoice in the midst of great and very hard time, hard trials in their life. They may be grieved for a moment, but they continue to Greatly rejoice later on. Now we don't eat one steak. We already sad. At that generation, they were put in the Coliseum. They were put in jail. They were tortured and put on the cross and burned. They faced so much trial in their faith. But they're still on the cross to be burned. They're still hallelujah. And they smile with great joy. You know why? The Apostle Peter was very clear. The reason they could greatly rejoice because they look to the future victory. They are not looking at now. They're looking at the future victory. They knew that that faith had been tried, had been tested, and they proved that their faith was genuine. And real and pleasing to God. And this is what happened. After we died. After we leave this world. This is what we learn from this scripture. After we die, we leave this world. We're going to stand before Jesus Christ. But while we are living on this earth. Our faith is going to be tested. Whether when you have a bad day on Saturday. Are you still going to church? Are you still serve God? Are you still going and pursuing the things of God and believe His promise or not? 
no matter what happened, are you gonna show your genuine faith? If your faith is proven to the end, until you meet Jesus Christ, on that day, He will commend you. He will say, "Good job." Hmm. Good job. I am so proud of you. So number one, these people were greatly rejoicing because they know one day they will stand before Jesus in the future. For them, in the future, for them, it's a past now, because they already passed these people. That the Lord Jesus would tell them, "Good job. Your faith is real." Everyone say, "I'm real." You're not fakey. I find the word now. You're not a fakey one. You are the real one. Not only that, the Bible say that when your faith has been proven on that last day when you walk into heaven, your proven faith would shine like a glory out of you. Would shine. Do you know that the Bible say this? On that day, the faith that has been proven in this earthly life. Would shine out of you, will gleam, will glitter like a gold and silver. You walk in with glory. Is it wonderful? Yes. We should rejoice yes. that in the future we walk into heaven with shining glory because our faith has been proven. Number three, they greatly rejoice because they know that they have rewards in heaven. Whatever they did on earth, even though they have to die for Jesus, they will have rewards in heaven. Amen. One of the reasons I never stopped serving God, I never quit, I never back off because of this truth. I want Jesus to see my face that day and say, "Good job. I'm proud of you. You finished your race. You proved your faith." And two. On that day, I would, my faith will shine like gold and silver. And three, I have rewards in heaven. Matthew chapter twenty-five, verse twenty-one. His Lord said to him, "Well done, good and faithful servant. You are faithful over a few things. I will make you ruler over many things. Enter into the joy again, joy." Of your Lord, brothers and sisters, when you serve God, you follow God. You may face some disappointment, some persecution. People may mistreat you, lie about you, put the internet, put in the blog against you, say some bad things about you. People may misunderstand you. Don't be depressed. Rejoice, because you are passing the test of faith. That you will not quit, even though people may misunderstand you and say bad things about you. You still go on and on. You prove your faith, and on that day when you get to heaven, God will say, "Good job." Two person in my lap that I want to hear the word "good job" is the Lord Jesus Christ and my wife. No one else say "good job" is okay, but when I walk back to the room, and Pastor Da, wow, your preaching is good today. Ah. I'm so happy. I'm so happy. And on the last day, another person who tell me good job will be the Lord Jesus Christ. 
The Bible says in verse 8, Whom heaven not seen, you love. Though now you do not see him, yet believing, you rejoice with joy, inexpressible and full of glory. I want to emphasize one word, not see. You have not seen. Faith must be before you see. Before you experience, before you touch it, because it's about the future. You have faith now to see the victory in the future. If you focus in the victory in the future, you can say, ha, 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 ho, ho, ho. The joy of faith comes because you expect breakthroughs, victory, healing, provision, the fulfillment of the promise of God in the future. Don't look at today. Look at the future. Hebrews chapter 11 verse 1 in Amplified Bible. Now faith is the assurance, the confirmation, the title deed of the things we hope for, being the proof of things we do not see, and the conviction of that reality, faith perceiving as real fact, which is not revealed to the senses. The senses, the feeling, the touch, the seeing, the hearing, the, the smell. Hebrews chapter 11, verse 1 from New King James Version. Now faith is the substance of things hoped for and the evidence of things not seen. In other words, if you already see and you already feel, it's too late to have faith. Faith must come before you touch it. You see it. You feel it. You can believe. You can stay in faith as long as you haven't seen it. But when it showed up, you don't need that faith anymore. Is that right? So all the days of your life on this earth, you are going to walk by faith for different issues of your life, different subjects of your life, different conditions of your life. Faith all the time because you always future, future coming. You're going to look for the future. From, for the people in Chicago, you start with five, six people. You can rejoice now because you know in the future there are going to be hundreds of people there. Amen. Many kids are going to be saved. You're going to send missionary out to the world and reach out to the whole world. You start with six people, but it's not going to be six people forever. You see the future, you say, ha, 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 ho, ho, ho. I have faith in the promise of the Lord Jesus. I will build my church and the gates of Hades shall not prevail against it. Amen? Amen. If you see it already, if you start a church with 100 people right now, you don't need to use your faith. But now you need to use your faith. And it's pleasing to God to use your faith. If everything comes already in your hand, it's too late to please God. How do you please God? Faith. This life is a school of faith. We are learning to become like Him because He is a faith God. So He's going to always do something to, for us to exercise our faith to see the future, to look forward to the future victory. When you understand about faith, when you understand how faith works and how to walk by faith, 
It will change your life radically. Your life will be so full of miracles and breakthroughs and great things will happen because you receive the future victory by faith. What it's called faith now in the society is not the true faith. When I first came to the U.S., I talked to some nurses and doctors and I asked them, do you believe in God? Yes, I believe in God. I grew up in the church. And they say, yeah, I believe, but I'm not sure there is heaven. Yes, I believe in God, but God never answered my prayer. I hope one day He will answer my prayer. That is not faith. That is a false kind of faith, not biblical faith. When you walk into the Western country, a lot of people grow up in the church and they say they believe in God, but their belief is not biblical faith. Biblical faith is this. I am persuaded. I believe what God says is true and amen. And I'm not going to be shaken with what people say. I'm going to stand with what God say. I believe even though I have not seen it, even though I have not felt it, even though I have not experienced it, I still stand in faith. Faith is the substance of things we have not seen. And faith is the evidence of what we hope. What faith is, the, I'm saying wrong. Faith is the substance of what we hope or what we expect. And faith is the evidence of what we have not seen. Everyone say expect. Everyone say hope. Everyone say I have not seen. If you see a brand new car that your husband bought for you in the driveway, you don't need faith anymore. Is that right? You walk in, oh, this is my Christmas gift. My husband buy a nice car for me. You don't need faith anymore. When you see money in your wallet, you don't need faith anymore because you already see it. So the whole purpose of this teaching today, this sermon, is about not seen yet, but you're going to see in the future. You rejoice about the future victory. Faith starts in your heart inside, but it will eventually manifest on the outside in the future. The future can be tomorrow, can be next minute, can be five years from now, can be ten years from now. But we need to keep expecting what we have not seen. We keep hoping and expecting. With that kind of faith and hope, we can rejoice. Amen? Amen. Again, once you see it, you don't need faith anymore. It's done. You don't have to expect anymore. So every day, we walk by faith. Before I perform surgery on my patient, I can have faith that God can guide my hand. I have Confident expectation that this surgery is going to be successful, no complication. The patient would do well. I use my faith to perform surgery. Every time I lay hand on you, I use my faith. God, I believe some great thing is going to happen even though I have not seen it. I exercise my faith. I expect great thing to happen. Romans chapter 8 verses 24 to 25. For we were saved in this hope. 
but hope that is seen is not hope again. Hope, what is hope in the Bible? Not I wish. Hope means confident expectation of what's going to happen in the future. We are safe in this hope. But if we already see it, there's no hope anymore. For why does one still hope for what he sees? But if we hope for what we do not see, we eagerly wait for it with perseverance. When you have faith, you shall have hope. Hope does not come before faith. Faith comes first. But the Bible hope is not the same as hope of the world. The Bible hope says, I am sure, 1,000%, I have confidence and I have expectation that the promises of God, the character of God going to be revealed. He never lies. It's going to happen. I have confident expectation. I'm fully persuaded. I know and I know it will happen in the future. That is faith. And hope. Amen? Amen. The Bible says that you were saved in this hope. What is this hope? You were saved. How many people believe you are saved right now? How many people believe that you will go to heaven? How many people believe that you will see Jesus one day? Amen. You believe? Okay. You are saved in that hope because you are not in heaven yet. You have expectation that one day when you die, your soul, your spirit is going to go out of your body and you will meet the Lord in heaven. And you will see your mansion. You will see Joshua, Caleb, Peter, and Paul. You will see your saved loved ones. I will see my mom. I may not remember her though because she has a new body. She died at 70 something years old. She's going to have a new body. I believe, I expect that one day, if I don't die yet and Jesus come back, I'm going to hear the trumpet sound. And my body is going to be changed in the twinkle of an eye to be a new body. And I'm going to see Jesus raise the body of the dead who believe in him before me from the dead and joy with their spirit. And I will be caught up in heaven to meet Jesus on that day. Is that your hope? Is that your confident expectation? You have confident expectation you're going to meet Jesus? You're going to have a new body? Amen? You're going to be in heaven? 1 Corinthians 15, 52 says, In the flesh, in the twinkling of an eye, at the last trumpet, for the trumpet will sound, and the dead will be raised imperishable. And we will be changed. Amen? Amen? We are truly saved in this hope. If you don't believe this, you don't hope this, you may have to check your heart again whether you are a born-again Christian or not. A lot of people call themselves Christian, but they are not. Because they don't believe on all these things that I'm talking about. They just say, I believe in God. But I want to let you know Satan also believes in God. Demon also believes in God. So just believing in God, that sentence is not enough. 
you need to believe and expect what you have not seen. You believe in everything the Bible say, even though it has not happened. Everyone say, not see, not feel. Amen. Hallelujah. It has not happened yet. We have not seen Jesus yet, but we are expecting to see Jesus Christ. We are fully persuaded that Jesus came into the world 2,000 years ago. He was born from a virgin. He died on the cross to pay for our sin. We are fully persuaded on that cross. He took our sin. He took our death. He took our curses. He took our rejection. And we believe and persuaded that now He gave us glory. He gave us salvation. He gave us already new life, eternal life. He gave us the blessing. He died for us. I'm I'm totally persuaded, even though I have not seen Jesus yet. I believe in what I don't see. I believe he rose from the dead on the third day. And he is at the right hand of the Father right now. I believe Jesus is at the right hand of the Father right now, interceding for you and me. Are you persuaded? Do you believe? Even though you have not seen that yet? I totally believe. I believe heaven is real and hell is real. Faith and hope are inseparable. When you have faith, you can have hope for the future confident expectation. Faith and expectation come together. When you are in faith, your expectation will rise up for the future victory. And you can say, ha, 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 ho, ho, ho. You can smile because the story of your life is not over yet. The next chapter is coming. I remember many years ago, a group of believers in Thailand tried to get rid of me. They spread the news that I'm a false teacher. They say that the file of God I brought to Thailand was fake. I was not a good preacher. This doctor, not, don't listen to him. They took the, the case to the big organization of Christian in Thailand and tried to get rid of me. That happened many years ago. I was discouraged at that time. I did not want to go back to Thailand. I have enough work here already. But the Lord said, don't stop. Believe that I sent you to Thailand to ignite the fire. You need to believe in the future. You need to have confident expectation that great things going to happen in that land of Buddhism. Revival going to happen. And I did not give up. I still smile and walk into the stage on the pulpit at the pulpit in Thailand and still smile and laugh. And I say, no one can stop the move of God in Thailand. Because I have confident expectation in the promise of God. I can rejoice and can keep going and doing it even though I did not see it at that time. Last night, I got the message from Thailand. One more church start in the east part of Thailand in revival. New church pop up every month. 
To the point that I don't know where they are right now. I don't know how many churches in Thailand right now. So many of them pop up, pop, pop, pop by the fire of God, by revival. Amen. Amen. And that was a Buddhist country. Amen. Hallelujah. Thank you, Jesus. Hallelujah. You have faith when you have not seen the things in the physical realm. Stay in faith. Put your faith in the promise of God. Expect to receive it in the future. You receive now, but you're going to see the real manifestation of the promise of God in the future. That is faith. Our faith is simply based on everything the Lord say in the Bible and by the Holy Spirit. We base our faith on this book. And when we have faith, we say, I believe what you say and I receive already now. But I rejoice because I have expectation to see that manifestation of victory in the future. Let me repeat one more time. This is the way we walk by faith. I believe in what you say. I believe in what the Holy Spirit tells me. And I have confident expectation that the manifestation of what you promised to happen in the future. And because I have that hope and faith for the future, I can ha ha ha, ho ho ho, he he he. I can still sing song and dance because I know it's coming. It's coming. I don't see it now, but it's coming. That is hope. That's confidence, expectation. Amen? Amen. And when you see it, you don't need faith anymore. So next one. Always. When I pray for somebody to be healed, and it may take five months to get healed by God, I still keep having faith for that person. I don't give up. But once that person is healed by God, hallelujah, I don't need faith for you anymore. The next person walking, Pastor, I'm sick. Can you pray for me? Oh, I need to exercise my faith again. So you keep exercising your faith all your, all your life. Amen. Every Monday and Wednesday, it's a surgery day for me. Tomorrow I have two cases. So when I go to the hospital, I still need to exercise my faith. That's a surgery going to go well. The Holy Spirit is going to guide me. No complication, no infection, no side effect, anything. It's going to be smooth. I still need to exercise my faith every day. Amen? Amen? When I look at my wife, I exercise my faith. <laughs> I exercise my faith that my wife is going to live a long life. She will be healthy. She will be awesome and blessing to the nations. Amen. More and more anointing. I exercise my faith every day. I remember when Nicole walked into the church the first day. She said, I have no job. I'm broke. She looked sick. She looked unhappy. So when I look at her, faith right up. Nicole going to get a good job. She's going to have more than enough. She will be healthy. She will be full of glory. She will serve the Lord. 
and I can smile because I have a confident expectation this person will not be the same as she walk into my church. She's going to be a new person. The Lord is going to keep her up and up and up higher in everything. Faith. Amen. I'm going to fly to St. Paul, Minnesota to meet some Hmong people there. And what I want to speak to is the husband. The wife is on fire, but the husband needs the fire. The wife is on fire, but the husband needs the fire. So I'm going to go to St. Paul with faith. I don't see it now. But I'm going to go with faith that oh, this husband is going to be touched by the fire of God and they're going to be on fire for God. <laughs> Hallelujah. Thank you, Jesus. Let me read one more time and I will wrap up and continue tonight. Romans chapter 8, verse 25. But if we hope for what we do not see, we don't see yet, we eagerly, joyfully, excitedly wait for it with perseverance. When you walk by faith, you don't put the deadline. You don't put the day. God, if you don't answer me by next Wednesday, I don't believe you anymore. No. And I notice this one thing sometimes God answers your prayer the last minute. Really, last minute. You know why? Because He wants you to exercise your faith until the more you can. Just keep faith, faith, faith until last minute. I shared with the congregation a while ago that one of my patients was not happy with me because after surgery, he did not get better. So I did not do anything wrong. Surgery is not always successful. Sometimes people have complications. People have to sign the consent if complications happen. It's, no, it happened. Then I got a letter from a lawyer. This man wants to sue me. As a doctor, you don't like the letter from a lawyer. It makes you really depressed. Then I met my lawyer, and my lawyer said, I just talked to his lawyer. His lawyer said, he's going to take your house, your car, everything, your bank account. He wants millions of dollars. I told Pastor Da, Pastor Da was so upset with that patient. We knelt down in our bedroom and prayed, God, we need breakthrough and victory. I did not do anything wrong. This guy won money from the doctor. We pray and pray, and my lawyer met me and said, Hey, the court case, gonna be, you need to go to court by November. And you have to spend there two weeks. Two weeks of lawsuit. I just pray, God, I served you. I don't have time to go to court. I need to prepare my sermon. I need to visit churches. That is a waste of time to sit in the court. I keep praying, victory. You give me triumph. You need to give me justice. This is not right. I try to help this man, but he wants money from me. And the court day, November, early November. By the end of October, 8 a.m. in the morning, somebody called me on the cell phone while I was making row. I did not recognize the number. Normally, when I don't recognize the number, I will not pick up. I let people leave the message. I'm too busy. But when I saw the number, the Holy Spirit told me, pick it up right now. 
So I pick it up 8 a.m. in the morning. Hello, what do you want? I'm Dr. Lau. I am your lawyer. Oh, okay, I remember you now. Um, I want to tell you the good news. They back off. It's gone. Hallelujah! <laughs> you see, last minute, I had to exercise my faith, and almost I went to court. Wow! You need to keep walking by faith to the end, even though you have not seen the victory yet in our Christian life. This is what happened. Okay, I'll teach you some practical part, and I will finish here. You believe in the promise. You believe in the Holy Spirit. Tell you, then you step out by faith, and you obey Him. He's gonna tell you what to do each step. Maybe I share this tonight about my own personal life. He's gonna show you each step what to do to get to your victory, and each step He tell you to do by the Holy Spirit. You just have faith and obey that step. Each step He tell you what to do. And while you're obeying, you may not even know how it will work. You may not even know how long it takes. But you keep on having faith, obedient, stepping, doing it, obeying it, without knowing the deadline, without knowing what's going to happen next. This is what happened to Abraham when he walked out of his father's house and go to the Promised Land. He day by day he just obeyed the Holy Spirit, and he know. He's gonna have the promised land in front of him, and keep having faith and expectation for the future victory. While you're walking to the final victory, you just keep obeying, listening to God, led by the Spirit, and keep doing it with joy, smile, and happy, and trust God. You don't understand how it works. You don't understand how long. It doesn't matter. Just keep walking. Until you see the final manifestation of the fulfillment of the promise of God, that is the faith walk that Abraham did, that Paul did, that Joshua and Caleb did. Do you learn something today? Faith is the substance of what we expect. Faith is the evidence. Of what you have not seen, keep walking by faith, and while you have faith and expectation, you just rejoice. Why do you rejoice? Because you know the end of the story is victory. You're not going to be sad. You know the end. I have victory. I get what God answer me. God answer my prayer. God heard my prayer. Money is coming in. Healing is coming in. People come in. I'm not gonna give up my faith. What I have not seen. Amen. Amen. And while you're doing that, while you're walking by faith, obeying, keep thanking God. Thank you, Lord. Thank you, Lord. So people who walk by faith always give thanks for the future victory. People who walk by faith always smile and happy because you have faith. 
Can I see more smiling in our church from now on? Can I see that? How can I tell that you have faith? Huh? No. When you have faith, what? <laughs> you're happy. You relax. You say thank you, thank you, Lord. Amen. And again, you received your salvation. You receive your deliverance. You receive your breakthroughs. You receive your miracles. You receive your healing, provision, grace, everything from God. True faith. Amen. The Bible say, "You are saved by grace." It means you don't deserve it. True grace, true faith. What is the hand that make you receive from heaven? Faith. Everyone, make your hand like this. Faith. Receive. Amen. Amen. How many people have a long hand? <laughs> Big faith. Thank you, Jesus. Father, we thank you so much for teaching us today. We learn a lot from you, Lord, from the scriptures, the principle of faith, hope, peace, joy. Lord, we are called to be a victor, not a victim. We are called to be more than conquerors through Christ Jesus. We are on your side. The one who is in us is greater than the one who is in the world. No mountains is too big for you. No fortress in front of us is too great for you. No giants are too strong for you. We have you in our life. And we receive the breakthroughs, the victory, because we have faith in your character, in your power, in your faithfulness, and your promises, Lord. Help us in this generation to learn how to walk by faith, just like Joseph, David, Abraham, Isaac, Jacob, Joshua, Moses, Caleb. Paul, Peter, Elijah, Elisha. We want to be the people of faith and joy. And we, even though we have not seen the manifestation of your answer of prayer, we believe and we're going to stand in faith and hope to the end. Lord, teach us this day. Thank you so much. In Jesus' mighty name, Amen. Thank you, Jesus. Hallelujah. We trust that this message is ministered to you. If you would like more information about New Hope International Church or other teaching CDs, please contact us at two zero six two seven five one zero four two. You may also visit our website online at www.newhopeinternationalchurch.com. So thirsty.
Lord.